Peanut Pena is also ready. Yes. Here? Kelly said he'll she'll translate for him. So I will. Okay. I got yeah, it. Yeah, he has feelings on this episode, apparently. I'm sure he has feelings on Ezra and Arya being idiots. Ugh. Him being a baby, he's like... By the way, Emily, your baby curses a lot, so, like, don't be alarmed when I start translating for him. Excellent. I mean, let's be honest, I'm pretty bad, so it doesn't surprise me. And in, like, his first two weeks of life, LJ and I watched, like, Chucky and Silence of the Lambs, or Child's Child's Play, Play. whatever whatever it's called, the new one, Um, and Silence of the Lambs and a couple of other probably highly inappropriate films. At least they don't have memories. Not vivid memories, but I imagine they can still, like... I don't know, like, what they retain. In the back of their mind. Welcome to Podcase, to Pretty Little Liars podcast, where we're watching and discussing every episode of Pretty Little Liars one at a time, spoiler free. My name is Emily. I'm Kelly. And I'm Addie. Emily and Kelly have seen all of Pretty Little Liars. And Addie is experiencing the show for the first time. This week, we're discussing Season 2, Episode 11, I Must Confess. This episode was written by Oliver Goldstick and directed by Norman Buckley. My dudes. Norman Bates. Norman Bates. (laughs) Norman! I must confess, originally aired on August 23rd, 2011. And this is the one where, after being pushed around, threatened, and more by A, Emily is at a breaking point, and her friends know that something drastic has to be done to save her. The girls turn to the only person they have come to trust, Dr. Anne Sullivan. Dun-dun-dun. Last week, Addie's predictions included A is a bunch of people. Thanks, Spencer. Um, And for the specific episode, Emily talks to the therapist. Hannah confesses to dad, question mark. Who's to say? Sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) That's word for word what you said. I just just am a dictator. No, that's not. What is the word? I take down your diction. A stenographer. Yes, I'm one of those. (laughs) Um, I think I read the previously on last week. Does that mean it's my turn? I don't know. I have no idea what order we go in. I just go when you guys say, Kelly, it's your turn. I figure I'll just read it whenever anybody wants me to read it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Previously on Pretty Little Liars. You're not allowed to tell, question mark. Sharing a room, NAT club, we see all. A is a group, they know about us. Mike is grumpy. <laughs> is a hell of a skank. Kate is scary. M needs to share some stuff. Mom thinks Fitz is dating a student. A in the cereal. <laughs> That's it. Cool. Um... Did I show you my dumb wine glass? I got this as a white elephant gift. It's the whole stem <laughs> of the wine glass is just a thing of grapes. That's incredibly they look like inconvenient. Saggy testicles. That was my first thought. They're my second thought was that really sounds gross. incredibly inconvenient to like hold. It mm-hmm. really is, but at least the leaf gives me like a place to rest my finger. Like so I don't under know the if glass. That makes it better. <laughs> I, no, I don't think it makes it better. I just think it saves a really crappy wine glass. But right, LJ right. and I found it. LJ and I found it in a box when we were cleaning some stuff out that like needed to 
it was like a box that my parents brought over from their house. So I don't know when I got this or what white elephant it was, but I definitely remember getting it as a white elephant gift and being like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> so it's now my podcast wine glass. I love that. I think in theory, it's meant to be like, cause it, like, it looks like a delicately made, um, like glass sculpture you're saying you think like, that this is someone's work of art for their whole life no i'm saying i think that someone made it with the intention of it like sitting in a china cabinet and not necessarily being used which means they didn't think about the practicality of a bunch of testicle grapes and a glass leaf on the stem of the wine what glass if the testicle grape artist is one of our listeners then this wine glass is very dumb, but I'm using it to drink while I podcast, so I love it. Also, if you hold the wine glass by the, like, glass part, it doesn't matter. Okay, but that completely defeats the purpose of having a stemmed wine glass. The purpose of the stem is to keep your warm fingers away from the wine so that the wine doesn't get warm. Yeah, but I'm not the one blowing glass testicle grapes, okay? Right. I'm t- and I said it that way on purpose, friends. This is also my Kirkland brand Costco. Actually, I think this is a different brand, but it's co- a giant bottle of Costco wine. So, like, oh, I don't, fuck it up with some Costco wine. Costco I don't have like hard feelings. I, I think it's called Costco. Wood. I think it's called Woodbridge is the one that we've been getting. Oh yeah, it's a Chardonnay. It's very good. They also have it at Vaughn's. So, like, I if I have an emergency and I need a giant bottle of Chardonnay, uh, I, I could walk to Vaughn's and get it. Oh, good. The baby is finally sleeping. I love that for him. Um, okay. I think so. he loves that for him. So, Emily can't sleep. It is three in the morning. What is A doing up that I mean A hides in They trees. know how to send a or they know to send a text in the message. morgue on a gurney for hours. I just can't believe a that A.M. sitting there at didn't 3 phase me at all. I think It didn't phase me. I'm just shocked. You also can set text messages that, to wait, like that send at a certain time. That's true. You, know what I mean? that you can like you can like schedule yeah. a tweet. I'm sure you can schedule a text. I don't know Probably. if you can do that anymore. I know you used to be able to. Let me Everyone's um, used that. to cost 10 cents a piece. Yeah. There's services that you can, like, you could download an app that lets you schedule texts. And the only reason I know this is because um, my younger sister-in-law will do it for her mom. She'll, like, schedule a text to, like, remind her mom at 3.15 to do something on the way home or whatever. You can. Which I think is funny because I can just tell Siri to remind me. You can get an app called Scheduled, and that will allow you to schedule your text messages to other people. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, Hashtag. So you can still do it. I don't think they had that back then, though. No, yeah, like, I don't know if they had that back then. No, but, but they had something. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why this the not sponsored thing reminded me. We got a five star review. Hell yeah, from who? On Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Let me yeah. let me pull it up. Um, okay, so five star review from Danny and then a bunch of numbers. Um, looks like maybe a birthday. If it is your birthday, Danny, happy birthday in October. Um, I thought you were saying today, and I was like, there's no way that those are the numbers. <laughs> no, it's it's 10, 1028. Um, yeah, but, a birthday uh, or an anniversary, happy whichever of those it is or to you, my girl, number. Danny. Maybe. It's 102891. So it's like. think somebody's favorite number? Month, day, is- year. Is one zero two eight nine one? No, no, just the one zero two eight. I didn't know there were six numbers yeah. involved. There's six numbers involved. Yeah. Um, but so hey, it is. It's a free country. It's a yeah, free yeah. world. Have whatever favorite have... number you want. I'm not here to you yuck anyone's judge people's yum, favorite okay? numbers. I'm not here to yuck their yum. I'm just curious as to your thought process, Adderall. You I'm trying just to better understand their favorite you. number. No, I yielded your assumptions. 
So Danny's review says, really love listening to you guys while I rewatch PLL. Keep up the awesome job, ladies. Thanks, so Danny. somebody yeah. thinks we're doing a good job, and I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Danny. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job as well. I mean, you are. You gave us a review. Keep yeah, up whatever think, work you're doing. Because I yeah. bet it's Because you're doing an awesome job. And hopefully we keep entertaining you with our shenanigans. Um, I would also have to agree that I think we're doing a great job. <laughs> I'm having fun, and that's why we're doing this. So it is fun. Um, I it also is think a ridiculous show. Yeah, I uh, I probably will post. This show is so ridiculous. Um, oh my god! It's <laughs> but I love it, and that's why we're doing this. Uh, okay, cool. So. Um, so A was watching Emily toss and turn in the middle of the night or scheduled a text. Potentially both. Uh, I, watching. <laughs> and then Hannah is sleeping very unconvincingly. Like her eyes. I don't she I still like she looks like the she door was door closes. Okay. Yeah. Hannah. Like I feel like she was pretending to sleep and she would have known Emily left, but maybe that just means that Hannah needs to practice be a better fake friend. sleeping better yeah. um and then uh emily sneaks out and drives away and hannah calls her and her phone is in her bag of course it is so they call an emergency meeting um and they go through emily's phone and find a picture of aria and ezra kissing and the message says clue Ooh. ella in and i'll let you out and then Emily looks like she's running for her life in the woods, but like she's just casually going for a jog. As one does that early in the morning. At 5 a.m. I mean, when you can't sleep. Yeah, 5 a.m. is actually like a good time to go running too, because the air's not. Yeah, she waited. Not yet. Um, but there's still. Yeah, she a waited bit of two sun. hours to sneak out and take a jog. Um, so, and then. Emily jogs all the way to the therapist's office. Mm -hmm. So for some reason, I thought Dr. Sullivan was in Philly, but she must be in Rosewood. Oh, she's definitely I was in pretty Rosewood. sure she was just like downtown Rosewood. Yeah, she's yeah. definitely I don't know, something, Rosewood. I don't know what made me think that they were like traveling to Philly for these therapy sessions, but she's most definitely got to be in Rosewood. If she was in Philly, why um, would she be the one coming to their school? Exactly. Yeah. It like it things make a lot more sense when I realize that her office is like downtown. <laughs> downtown. Um Where and then the, the way that right downtown. <laughs> the way that Dr. Sullivan is is like join us. It was like really creepy and ominous like the way she delivered that line, but like obviously it was the other girls that were in the office. Like, and they were sat so perfectly socially distant. It was in, that was my other only note. My two notes today were, wow, look at how socially distant these girls are in this office. And Maya! So that's where I'm at for the day. First notes I've Excellent. taken in weeks. They are very important. Um, super proud of them for all going to the therapist, though. Yeah. Like, big steps. They care about their friend. And they went to the right person. So I'm excited for them. And then we get the theme song. Which um, I didn't skip this time. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know what about this episode was like, you should watch the whole theme song. <laughs> but I did. I don't know what it is about the intro. But, like, it makes me uncomfortable. But, like, in a good way. Like, whatever they did, they did a good job with it. Mm. Like, I don't know if it's, like, the filter that they have. It's something about the colors in the background really trip me out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's trippy. So, but anyway. Um, so then they uh, have decided to tell the therapist about A. Right. Big moves. Dumb move, but a smart move that I was proud of them for. Dumb move super, for the Super proud. <laughs> but also, we know that A like has ears in the office we do so they so should be telling sullivan somewhere that's not a therapy office yeah like, like it's interesting that they chose her office 
to like have this conversation when they know that her office got trashed like after Hannah had a session with her. Yeah. And a but wasn't but it only Hannah that knew about that? I don't think um, there as far as we know, Hannah's the only one that knew about that, but also they uh A put Fitz's um diploma there. True, and yeah. they all knew that. So they know that A got into the office. And it's never mentioned At least that Miss Sullivan gets uh, new locks. Yeah. Well, and maybe A trashed the office and hid the bug somewhere. On the same day. In that dumb On the same day. Head. In the stupid bobblehead. Yeah. And this is why no one uses a bobblehead anymore. Yeah, don't have a bobblehead. It could have bugs in it. Or a mallard duck, like in the office. <laughs> I thought A was going to take the fish and steal it. Like, <laughs> I, I had no, I was like, what, what are they doing? And I was like, are they just going to like take the fish and put it in the bag with the, um, with the files? But it makes sense that A took the bug. Um, let's see. Oh, Garrett's car is just like casually parked in the woods out front of the Laurentis house and jenna's just and jenna's like lining things up on the dashboard like what was she doing were, like, seeds i don't know if they were like cherry pits or something but she was like lining up like seeds or something i thought or she i thought was... they were almonds from like chocolate covered almonds she like ate the chocolate off and then stuck the the nut Maybe. part uh, at first at first i thought she was like ripping off like um like a piece of gum and like wadding it up and just like sticking gum on Garrett's dashboard. But I think I it was cherries. Dashboard. Well, but she's fucking him, so it's different. Is it though? I mean, I'd still do that. He's a dirty cop. Yeah, but he's dirty for her. Gross. A little bit. <laughs> more adults and more children. I also I think... don't like that he just like grabbed her face and started kissing her. She doesn't know it's you, you fucker. She can't. <laughs> right? Like, there was, no, there was no, hey, it's me, Garrett. I'm in the car with you now. I don't yeah, know. I was horrified Toby was. Mainly because I'm like, wow, it's the first time someone's horrified that an adult is kissing a kid. Okay, but what I don't know is so. So why would he care? Because he can't stand Jenna. Yeah, so but like Garrett, you still don't want your sister dating a dick, I know. right? I don't know. I don't have a sister. So Neither do I. Garrett <laughs> is Jason and Ian's age, obviously. We established that from the senior pictures in the yearbook. Right. But is Jenna Jenna is a senior or is she also a junior? She's the same age as Spencer. Okay, so Jenna can't be 18 because Spencer's not 18. Okay, I thought maybe... Wait, for... Spencer's older than them? No, she's the same age as all the girls. Spencer's name is just the one that came out because she's dating Toby. Oh, I was and like, Toby, wait a and They're, Toby and they're all juniors. I was like, how is Spencer then? in their classes if she's older? I thought maybe Jenna was a year older, so I was, I was going to give Garrett a little bit of credit that maybe he was dating an 18-year-old, but no, can't do it. She's still in high school. I am. Yeah, I am about sixty percent sure that Toby is older than Jenna. I think she he is her big brother, her big stepbrother. I thought either he's like a senior because he's no longer in school, but he should still be in school because he's trying to what he like dropped out and wants to get a GED. Yes. Right? Yeah, he got his GED. Yeah, so he's probably eighteen. Uh, let's see. So the therapist asks good questions. She does. Um, she asks the questions that we've been asking. Mm-hmm. Finally, um, telling an adult. Yeah, and then uh, I think when I said the therapist is asking the real questions, I think that was when she asks, like, why are you, why am I the only one that you've told? Like, why haven't you gone to the police? Or she says, like, am I the only one you've told or something like that? Yeah. Um. And then you f- then you move from the therapist's office to the school, and they're talking about their therapy session. And um, they mentioned that they still left some details out because they didn't want to have to talk about the Jenna thing. Oh, of course. You can't talk about the Jenna thing. And then um, they see Jenna on the phone. 
Yes. Everyone uh, in this school is on their phone at lunch. All the time. All the time. Uh, they're gonna. Hannah's gonna give Kate horse books, used, used horse, horse books. books. <laughs> Um, like Hannah, no, this girl's not gonna like you. And then Tom's mom just shows up, the Hannah's grandma. I, I was so confused. I was, oh my god, what? Um, when she said something about like getting dressy like Condoleezza Rice, Corey was like, "Is that a saying?" <laughs> and it was funny because we were watching Arrested Development, and yesterday in the show they made a Condoleezza Rice comment. So we were like, twice in a day. So my mom shows up and yeah, uh, and well, and I was confused because at first I thought it was Ashley's mom. Yeah, that's what I thought um, initially because she's and then I realized it was it was the dad's mom. So it's her mother in law. Her ex mother in law is like staying with them and rearranging her kitchen. Yeah, I was very confused. I also yeah. and apparently she hates her son. Well, I mean, I, like, yeah, he. This is sucks. jumping forward a little bit, but I didn't like that grandma was like you two are meant to be together it's like first of all grandma if it's you none of your damn son business. is a jerk well that that number that is definitely a good point number one but then number two if you know your son tom is such an asshole and ruined this family and you love mama Marin, why do you think she should settle for your shitbag son yeah like, well that's the thing is like like he cheated on Ashley with Isabel. So, like, he's getting he's married also to the woman. cheated on Isabel with Ashley. Just throwing that and out. Yeah. doesn't know that. No, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, if she's so mad at him for cheating on Ashley, like, why would... And she seems to love Ashley more than her own son, then why wouldn't she support Ashley's decision? Because she thinks to that Ashley not continuing can, with she that. thinks Ashley can fix her son. Um, I think it's weird that um, wait. Oh, uh, we we skip. I was like, uh, yeah, I kind of I just because we were talking notes, about yeah. grandma. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had that um, on my mind. We in between the school when grandma shows up and the conversation we were just talking about. Her grandma about, shows up at school. Um, That's so fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, they don't just let uh, adults walk into schools. You know what I mean? Well, I thought about that and I was like, you yeah, know not what? anymore anyway. Like when I was still in high school, it wasn't super secure. Like people could just come the fuck into my school. Now, though, like, there's only one entrance slash exit to the school that remains unlocked all day. Yeah, we only ever had one one that was uh, open all day. My yeah. high school was a one entrance, one exit kind of place, like, from the beginning. Um, yeah, after but, the bomb threats, they got pretty serious. That was yeah, so I think fun to live through. I think my high school was more about like the area that we were in not wanting like weirdos walking on campus. You guys want to hear about how this is very quick, but how I was a badass during one of our bomb threats? Literally sure. always. That's the only story so I ever want to I'm hear. in I'm in 8th grade, you know me, living on the edge. Oh, for sure. So we all for sure. Had to we go know badass Addy. Crazy crazy 8th grade. Definitely definitely not a rule follower here. So, oh, we're, never. All, we're all in the gym, on the bleachers, like, sectioned off by class, and we have a very strict no-cell-phone policy. Well, I had a little black compact with, like, makeup in it, so we pretended it was a phone just to see if one of the teachers would catch us, and she did, and we pranked her, and I was like, gotcha! <laughs> and that was how I fucking entertained myself during that stupid bomb threat shelter-in-place thing. <sighs> That's very embarrassing like of a story of for you. Hey, sometimes you gotta live on the edge and trick your teachers. Wow, Batty I mean, Addy, she bring ended her up. Back. She ended up thinking it was funny because we did that. <laughs> she was like, "You know what? Like, did the whole point? Like, I caught you, and then we were like, <laughs> look at your makeup." So between grandma showing up at school and grandma not supporting Ashley, um, we have a conversation between Ella and Byron, which kind of feeds into like what we were talking about last week 
Ella is kind of in the camp that like her son doesn't need medication yeah. because he's not broken. And Byron has obviously watched something bad happen to someone. And so I can understand both sides. Um, but I feel like they need to be better. <laughs> Well, I, think, I think, like, they need to seek professional help, and the professional should decide. Well, that's should the Mike thing, is Mike been... is in therapy, and the therapist suggested him seeing a psychiatrist, and El- Ella is all anti-psychiatrist because she doesn't want her son on drugs. But, like, and her son's Byron already is on pro-psychiatrist. drugs, he? He, uh... Isn't he smoking No, pot? as far as we know, he wasn't doing drugs. Oh, maybe he just looks like a pothead. Well, like, the other thing is, I think mom is afraid of what that will do like i get that mentality of not wanting to just blanket use drugs first but it's like sometimes there is you know the situation calls for that where it's like no the cognitive behavioral therapy that might not soothe you at the moment like you need some serious help on top of therapy yeah but it's like and going like, to see a psychiatrist where... doesn't mean that they're automatically going to put Mike on drugs. It just going to see a psychiatrist means that that person is more equipped to assess whether or not Mike needs to be on some kind of medication. Well, I mean, the psychiatrist can actually prescribe it. A right. therapist cannot. They are not licensed. Right. That. So right. That, that's what we mean. Though, so like the psychiatrist would have the resources to figure out if Mike needed them or not, and if he did, then he right. would prescribe them. And like I like I feel like Ella's so anti psychiatrist because Byron is like, well, the psychiatrist can prescribe drugs, and Ella's af- I think afraid that that means that by going to a psychiatrist, Mike is just going to be automatically put on some kind of medication. And, like- and that's not necessarily true. The psychiatrist could assess and find that Mike doesn't need to be medicated for whatever he's dealing with. Um, and the psychiatrist won't and, write the prescription. If, even if but, they do prescribe something, they're not just going to stop therapy. That's, like, not how that works. Most times. Yeah. Uh, like, a lot of doctors I want think to Ella try is, I think Ella is just afraid also. Because, remember, you know, 10 years ago, your kid being in therapy wasn't really accepted at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, when I, it's the, I, like, I didn't raise a depressed child. Yeah. I still don't agree with that. Kind one, of. I don't, I don't agree with that one. I don't think she was in therapy. But I think she's just, I, I mean, think she's freaked out. Uh, I think so too. But I think she doesn't, she doesn't understand because it hasn't really been laid out. And I'm sure when she was growing up, she didn't have an opportunity to go to therapy. Medicine wasn't had a huge stigma. It still does right now. Or right like now now, but also back then even more where mom is like, oh, they're going to put him on drugs and like I'm going to lose my son and that's not him anymore. Mm-hmm. Mom. Yeah. I understand. Like, this can help. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think mental health was seen as like uh, something you could control kind of. Where, like, in reality, like, your brain is as much of an organ as your kidneys are. And, like, if something was wrong with your kidneys, you would take medication for that. Um, You know, or if you have heart problems, you don't just tell someone to walk it off. You know, if they need medication for their heart, they take it. Um, And, you know, sometimes chemical imbalances in the brain require you to take medication and that's how your brain works versus someone else's. So it's like a weird stigma. Uh, I'm so sorry. I was just looking at the recap everything. Oh, they're my favorite. <laughs> it says, uh, Toby spies on his stepsister Jenna, but makes an uncomfortable, unfortunate discovery that she's macking on the pedo cop Garrett. Ew. What's even more disturbing, however, is that Jenna took food out of her mouth and placed it on Garrett's car, like with her spit and saliva and everything. I have no idea what she's trying to do, and the show never bothered to explain this bizarre gesture. What the fuck, Jenna? She's just being a little weirdo. <laughs> Everybody's exactly a little weird how sometimes. I felt about it. Oh, thank you, recap everything. Hashtag blessed. 
It really was, though. I was very confused. Um, but yeah, so, and like Byron, I think, is obviously got harder feelings and harder opinions on this in the side that he's on because he experienced stuff with his brother that did not end ideally. Yeah. I think they're both experiencing um, a lot of shit and they just need to talk it out like adults, but they don't know how to because they're children. And uh, I know that they yeah. actually well, are I like, adults, but like they're not really. Well, and yeah. I think they also probably would benefit from having like therapy together to discuss mm-hmm. this because these decisions don't affect them they're gonna affect mike in the end yeah mm-hmm. well i like what more than um, anyone what ella says to byron where byron like wants to end the conversation when aria walks in and ella says you know like the stuff with mike is gonna affect aria too like it's not a secret yeah and i don't think it should um, yeah. like there's there's pri- privacy and confidentiality and stuff going on with mike but like it's, and I should like, finally pushes Arya to realize, like, oh, I should probably, for the protection and safety of Mike, say that he's been breaking into houses and I've known about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, boom. She wasn't in trouble. Yeah. Well, th- that was the other thing that I was going to say, too. I like it's and it's comes in later, obviously. But I like that Arya shared a secret and like her opinion about mom keeping a secret about Mike without sharing what mom asked Aria not to share. I mean, it put her kid in a horrendous position. Yeah. Oh, I'm very angry about that choice because well, like, especially we... when she calls out Byron for wanting to keep Aria out of it and keep this secret. But mm-hmm. again, but I then think she'll keep Byron from... out of something. Well, I think this stems from, from Ella's fear and she's, empathizing with mike and what happened versus byron might see this as he's being violent or something is so extreme and she wants to protect him i understand too that like at this time i feel like the stigma of someone being on medication for mental health reasons like lines you up with like a emotionless zombie because I, I like I feel like at this time that was kind of like the thought was like well if they just take if they give you drugs that take away your emotions then you can't be depressed and so she, like she doesn't want to lose her son to this like zombie medicated state which isn't necessarily true and if your medication is doing that to you and that's not like planned then things need to be reworked or whatever um and so I think like that's her fear and so she's afraid that it's gonna push Byron to like well we need to get him medicated right this second and they just need to have a conversation better they're like they're not doing a very good job of like I think having a professional guidance rational discussion like they should be sitting down with a psychiatrist that has assessed Mike like Mike goes and sits down with a psychiatrist and then the psychiatrist sits down separately with the parents and they discuss options and fears and whatever. But, you know. Yeah, there definitely should be more be conversations easy. happening than what are, I think. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Hannah says something to Caleb on the phone in the next scene about being jealous of anyone or anything getting that close to you when referring to a wetsuit. Um, and then grandma is in the kitchen rearranging things and I would be very uncomfortable um, if my ex-stepmother came and moved things in my home. Yeah, I'd be really upset too. I, Ashley is totally valid in her feelings. And a glue gun with a spatula, that's obnoxious. Yeah, that one was weird. And then, so then we bounced from the kitchen back to Mike being a teenage boy in his room, talking to his friends online. He's like, oh, yeah, get out. And then it results in Ella falling over and asking Arya to keep a secret, um, which we kind of touched on. And the fact that Arya sh- uh, Ella shouldn't be asking Arya to keep a secret. Nope. Um. 
And then um, we pop over to Spencer and Toby, and they're talking about how the We See Everything Club is back in session, and Jenna's the mascot. Which, like, why can't when she they're, just like, get hot and heavy the in the car randomly? No, this is no, before yet. that. This is they were of- sitting in the truck, though, for this conversation. Because yeah. uh, I was like, interesting, y'all gonna sit in the same spot that Jenna was in. There's they were making out about, and having a. There's something. It was about a stakeout makeout. Something about that. But it was spot. also stakeout like, makeout. I was like, can't they just stake out from Spencer's house because it can literally? Because it's literally <laughs> next door. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't have sex in the cab of a truck when you're inside Spencer's house. No, but you can have sex in the bed of a bed. The yeah, bar. but there's like, like something about car sex, friends. Yeah, it's just but uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> well, and if her dad was home, okay, he's gonna see them in their house, but he's not gonna see them in the car parked right outside the house. They were parked in front of Jason's house. I know, and what the truck looks like. The dad was there. Their neighbors. Their neighbors with the dealer and I don't think he would have seen the truck if he wouldn't have been inside Jason's. I house. think he would have. I don't know. <laughs> They're neighbors. They're next door neighbors. it's also like, how many... Yeah, but the truck was parked in like the woods between the houses. How many trucks have we seen driving around Rosewood? They've all been like cars. Also... Toby's like the only working dude besides the one carpenter who's now gone. Oh yeah, he's gone forever. Right, well, his truck had the name on the side, so it was like obvious and different. But like also, why was dad upstairs in the room with Jason... And then able to, like, run out the door in the, like, 30 seconds that Spencer got up to the front. Like, it just all seemed very quick. Like, but also, I feel like if I was accepting company and dad seemed a little tense coming out of the house, that, like, I would have kept them in my living room, not in, like, an upstairs bedroom. It's kind of a weird, that whole. They're all weird, though. It was made to be dramatic, and mm-hmm. I think it's excessive. Um, so Ella's, like, hurt her wrist now and has sworn Arya to secrecy. Um, oh, then we – so then Toby and Spencer are um, spying, um, and then the teacher is promoting therapy in school, which I think was really nice. And, and she makes that like, whole speech about cyberbullying. And Hannah's like, hey, can we dip out of this? And it's like, the whole thing is for you, and you're going to dip. I love that. <laughs> well, Hannah's it's also like, at queen. the end of it, they're like, they're like, they. she put a spotlight on us. And I'm like, no one in that school other than A is going to know this was about you guys. Yeah. And then, but with Hannah being like, let's dip, then all of them would the whole school right. know it's about that. Right. Um. Aria has her hair up again like she did with the bandana, and I thought that was very cute um, with her little burgundy yeah, dress and matching burgundy headband thing. that was very thing. cute. Ugh, what a good look for you, kid. And then they have this, like, confrontation with Jenna about, like, who's the bully and whatever, and Jenna, like, pokes the bear and is like, too bad Allison wasn't here to hear about bullying, and then they're like, well, takes one to no one kind of a thing. And I was sitting over here like, she is a 17-year-old girl who you blinded. Like, she has a right to be mean to you. But they didn't you. do it on purpose. <laughs> and it wasn't them doing That's it. That's true. They it didn't was do legitimately it. Legitimately. Not Addie. What's her name? Allie. Excuse me. <laughs> Addie blinded blind Jenna. I did not Addie's A and Addie. Girl. <laughs> But because of the way that this group of girls was, it like anything Allie did reflected poorly on the group and anything the group did reflected poorly on each other. So like it makes sense that Jenna kind of blames them all for her predicament. But again, the clapback though, was it Emily who said it? Yeah, it was like, like, move your cane. People are trying to walk. (laughs) That's mean. That's straight I mean, up mean. Okay, Jenna was being mean. I mean, Emily's fucking done at this point. Let's be honest. She's <laughs> yeah. she's given up. She's like, fuck all these people. Fuck all this shit. Like, I'm over it. I've got HCG in my sister. H- HGH. 
Drugs. Yeah. Steroids, whatever. I've got drugs in my system that I didn't put there. So she's ready to fight a bitch. I would fight her too. But I just enjoyed that someone finally sassed Jenna Beck. Yeah. That was good. Um, they also didn't didn't get a text from A in relation to the therapist's speech. Which is like so surprising. So, it was ten whole minutes. Yeah. Um, nice to forget about it. Then we pop over to the party and grandma we find out for sure that grandma is dad's mom. Like if you didn't know it was the mother in law before, she says something about Tom being her son. Um, when yeah. she's talking to whatever guest it is. Oh, Kate. I immediately, like, when that party started, or, no, when I found out that Hannah had to give the speech, I was like, mm, Kate's gonna get her drunk. I was like, this is the only option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so, so Kate pretends right, to guys. like the horse books. Well, of oh course God. they were good books. The whole time, I'm like, don't trust Kate. And I honestly didn't remember how this ended until we got to the point with the vodka and the water bottles. So I'm like, all the way up until the vodka and the water bottle, I was like, don't trust Kate, don't trust Kate, oh don't gosh. trust Kate. And Even then... first time watching it, the moment that Kate was like, we should drink, I was like, oop. I was like, oh. I was like, and no, I was, like, you never drink with people you don't know. Lem- Wait, hold on, real fast. PSA for any of our younger listeners out there. If someone that you were only, like, kind of okay with offers you booze, probably say no. Especially if you're underage and about to give a speech at your dad's rehearsal dinner or whatever the fuck this is. If it comes from an open bottle that you did not pour yourself, don't probably just it. shouldn't drink it. Um, or you did not supply yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if Hannah would have brought the vodka, good on her. If it was her flask and her lemonade, because then she controls the amount. Right. Just don't, like, make sure you can trust people before you trust people. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. Carry on. Continue. Uh, Also, at some point, Grandma says, I'm not a senile. I think they're introducing the mom to Isabel. Because dad says something like, she forgets my name, too. And Grandma's like, I'm not a senile. Yeah, because I think she was saying, like, she'd met Isabel before. And she's like, no. I don't yeah, I don't remember is. you. Because I, I can't remember exactly, but I thought she made a comment, like, insinuating that he's had a lot of past lady romances, and, like, not in a nice way. Yeah. But I was like, Is there that's a nice right, way to say that? Is there a nice way to be like, oh, he's dated a lot of women? Well, I think you could be like, that is a well-rounded human in a romantic history. Yeah, it like, depends on the reason behind why you're divulging that information. But I it's, think. And it's, it doesn't always have to be an insult. But I think je- <laughs> Grandma clearly doesn't like Isabel. No way. Yeah. Well, Grandma's Team Ashley. Well, yeah, well, of but course. Grandma's Look at Ashley. Clear- She's a babe. Yeah, I don't even remember what Isabel looks like. If I'm being real honest. Um, she's blonde. Did we even meet her on screen? She's blonde for sure. We we met her at the brunch where we first met Kate in the first season, but mm. I don't think we've seen her since. Mm, I don't remember that. At I think all. she has Daddy, dark I don't hair. Know what anyone looks like. <laughs> I know. Um, I'll see so people then, who I'm like, wow, look this new person. I'm like, oh shit. I knew oh, that's Toby's brother Jason. Yeah, <laughs> I did recognize Maya though. Oh, that's good. That's because she's that's an, an improvement. Angel. Oh my god, I love my. She came back, so and happy. I was like, "How is she here? She was at camp, or she wasn't allowed to talk to Emily." Um. So Emily's alone with mom, and they're both sad and alone together. Aren't uh, we? Mom all? is drinking wine and eating what I affectionately call a single girl dinner. Um, they're TV dinners, but for some reason in our house, we refer to all TV dinners as single girl dinners. I take offense to that because I am a single girl and I eat a lot of TV dinners, but I don't eat them because I'm single. I eat them because I'm lazy. The, the reason that LJ started, and it seems mean because LJ started calling him this, but it's not. It was when he was deployed. I would eat a lot of TV dinners because I was also lazy. And so he would call them my single girl dinners because I stock up on TV dinners when he goes away because that's when I'm single and I have more like 
stuff going on myself. So I'm more lazy when it comes to what I eat. So it's my, it's like when I'm by myself, they're my single girl dinner. So that, that was why that started. Um, Let's see. Oh, and then the therapist is walking alone in the parking lot and you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Cause the music is dramatic and the lighting is dramatic. And she gets a phone Wait, call that's like a recording. I feel like we missed something. No, no, I, I was going to say I didn't like when the cops came, but then I realized that that's in a little bit. Uh, no, that it's right after. So she gets the recording and then the cops are in her thing. And of course, Garrett is there asking her inappropriate questions. Oh, for sure. You can't have a creepy cop. Well, that was like the other thing where he was, where the cops were like, we can't do anything unless you tell us who is your patient list, like who was in the room. And it's like, but like, in all, in all honesty, it was like, you can't ask for confidential information and then say oh well we don't get it so you don't get an investigation i was like that's yeah. not how well works. that's the thing is if if but the names of the patients were relevant to the investigation like fine but you have to have a warrant for that kind of stuff um but the patient files are not relevant to the fact that there is a bug in her office there was a bug didn't we see a take it from the fish? At, at the, the end, end of the episode, episode yeah. yeah. But at this point, the bug is still in the office. As far as we know. We don't know what time A came and got the fish, right? Uh, we were, I mean, well, it was... A was cleaning out the office around the time the girls were meeting the therapist. Because... Uh, or right, right before or right after. But see... This is where I was confused at the end. I thought the therapist took the files home... And the bug was at her house. No, the bug had. But that doesn't that make, make sense. Had to be in the apart in the th- in the office because that's where she said the words that were on the recording. Right. Right. No, I th- and I th- she spread the files out on her desk. So okay, okay. So maybe she's just got like a bigger office than I was thinking. Because I guess when they when the girls get there, they like yell back to like an uh, like her. Like office, also, office versus like her therapy. She space. may have been like at her desk at her house looking at the files, but the conversation that was on the recording that was picked up by the bug happened at the therapy office. So that's definitely where the bug was. Right. But in the A scene, A is collecting a bunch of files off of a desk and putting them in a bag and then walks over and takes the bug off the shelf. Yeah. So it's in her office. So they must have been in her office. I guess. Yeah. Which means, so then that means that A was in the office right before the girls got there then? Or right after the cops At the end of the episode, afterwards. Because the therapist is missing. Right, but you think... Right, but like, wouldn't the girls have... I I don't know. Maybe the girls just left after they got the A text. They're stupid as fuck. They're not going to search that office. They are dumb as hell. I mean, A was in the morgue and they didn't know. So A could have just been like hiding in a closet and they never would have Okay, well, granted for the morgue thing, I wouldn't go lifting up sheets in the morgue to make sure my stalker's not there. I feel like I would. If I was being stalked, I think I would. I hope I'm never in a morgue. (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, after I die, that's fine. But, yeah, like, I don't want to, like, lift up a sheet and see an old dead guy naked, like, even if someone was stalking me. I just wouldn't go into the morgue. Uh, Allie's autopsy report could have stayed where it was for all I cared. I was not going in there. Um, but, yeah, so without a warrant, Garrett can't get names or patient files or anything. And it's only, they can only get a warrant if it's relevant to the case. And in this situation, it's relevant to any of her clients because there's a bug in her office. Um, and it doesn't matter who the patients were. If the patient was the one recording the session, then there's not a problem. But the therapist is, like, obviously called the police. Like, if the therapist thought that the girls were the ones recording the session, then... Um, she wouldn't have called the police in the first place, you know? So then Kate gets Hannah drunk by making her, like, down the vodka lemonade. Um, And then Emily asks Ashley why 
Tom's mom is staying with them. Uh, and then Ashley asks Emily about Samara. And they kind of talk about closure. Um, and about how, like, Ashley, like, if Tom wouldn't have come back, Ashley wouldn't be as comfortable as she is, like, knowing that they need to be separate. And so then they kind of, they leave you with this kind of like, oh, maybe Emily will call Samara so that when she's sitting in the restaurant later, it's such a shock that it's Maya that she called. My girl, Um, Maya. I was glad that they went out to dinner. So Maya's back and she's just as beautiful as ever. No more Samara because she sucked. Well, and she's also an adult dating a child, and Maya is a child dating a child like it's supposed to be. Um, High schoolers dating high schoolers the way things should be. Uh, And then this is where Toby and Spencer are making out in the truck in the woods. But also in front of their houses. Um, And, oh, Toby gets all, like, freaky because somebody else is in Jason's window, and I was like... Wow, Jason could be doing sex too. True. He could be doing <laughs> Like, what if sex. he just had a lady up there? Jason doesn't know any ladies. He knows Arya. No. She's a child. I didn't say it was legal sex. We've already proved that this show is not above. We actually creepy, ha- gross. We haven't seen anybody bone a child yet. Uh, Garrett and Jenna. We don't know if it was heavily, it was heavily implied with the removal of clothing while the girls watched. I guess that's true. Um, because the amount of sex that we've seen Caleb and Hannah have is the same amount of sex that we've seen Garrett and Jenna have. But we've heard Hannah talk about the fact that they've had sex. That's true. You know what I mean? So we've had the verbal confirmation. That's true. Um, so, but then Spencer's dad just comes out of the house. And then Toby defends his lady. And I'm so proud of him. I um, really enjoy And that. then she gets in the car <laughs> with him and they drive away. And dad, like, I love freaks that. out. So, Corey was watching here. And when dad runs out and he's like, get out of the car. And I just go, it's a truck. It's <laughs> not a car. <laughs> and Corey was impressed that I said that. I am so, so happy He was you. like, that's accurate. But I was like, it's not a car. Duh, Dad. Oh my god. <laughs> also, like, at this point, Dad is doing some really shady shit. Like, I wouldn't want to be around him either. Um, And then we get a flash of Dr. Sullivan, like, going through files in her office and we see A, like, standing on the street, like, looking up into her office window. As one um, does. And then uh, we pop back to Maya and Emily playing catch-up. And we find out that Maya's been back for two weeks. And they're living in Bucks County. And um, I really like Bucks County. Um, I really like that Emily says that her mom has gotten more comfortable with me being me instead of saying with me being gay. Yeah. Um, I like that choice in the writing. Um, And then uh, I think Maya and Emily together is just very cute because I think Maya is good for Emily. Uh, Like even ignoring the appropriate age thing, I think that like Maya and Emily deserve another chance now that Emily is in a place where she can be dating Maya. Yeah. And Maya's back Um, from gay camp. Yes. Uh, and then Aria checks in on Mike, and he's worried about mom. Which is good. Poor buddy. He's also worried about uh, And himself. then Hannah. He's also worried. He, he says. Yes, he's worried he says, about himself. Is mom going to be okay? And she says yes. And she says, he says, am I? And, like, I think that really, for me, put it in perspective how much, like, he's really going through it. And, like, he doesn't want to feel the way that he's feeling and he's not just acting out like he really doesn't know what to do. Right. Yes. And, I like that. Uh, and this is kind of like his moment that he's like asking for help, which is good too. Um, because it's much easier to help someone that wants to help themselves. It, like it's hard to force someone to get help when they need it. 
Um, so the fact that he's kind of asking for it in his own way is good because it means he'll be a little bit more receptive to things, I think. Um, and then Hannah's now drunk in the bathroom with Kate. And, like, let's be real. We all know she's going to ruin the dress. We knew she was going to ruin the dress when Kate showed it to the her. The moment Kate mm-hmm. said, I'm, a keeping, cute dress. I'm the keeper of the dress, yeah. I was like, oop. There it goes. Oh, but also, also oh, Hannah. The fact that Hannah spinning threw up with it. Yeah. Oh my god. I knew she was going to throw up. But <laughs> the fact that Hannah threw up on the dress is Kate's fault since she's the one that was supposed to be babysitting the dress and she left it alone. And she was the one that brought You don't the do booms. that. Yeah. So uh, Hannah shouldn't even get in trouble anyway. Uh, Hannah says so fierce. Which was funny. And then she picks up the dress and she goes hmm sparkly and that just made me laugh and then she vomits all over it because we saw that coming um and then we go to spencer and dad and dad is being weird and is talking about Allie's grandma and how he like forged dates on grandma's will so that jason didn't look like a suspect which, like, I don't um, know, if you have to do things to make your kid not look like a suspect, maybe it's just a suspect in the murder of your other child. You know? Right. I don't trust Jason. And, like, why are we protecting Jason? Like, why is yeah. he so special? Um, and then um, we get a flashback where Hannah's grandma's just being kind of weird. In the kitchen, like and then Allie's being ups. even weirder. I was like, like, Grandma was being weird, like you know, typical weird grandma stuff. And then Allie's like, "What would make you disown your child?" Yeah. Do you hate which one's your favorite? <laughs> if Do you hate one of your children sold for drugs? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's exactly how I talk to my grandma. I don't know why you guys think that's weird. <laughs> Well, it's not even her grandma. It's her friend's grandma. I guess I don't really know any of my friend's grandmas very well, but I'd probably talk to them that way. I would talk to Vera that way. She's somebody's grandma. <laughs> um, and then and then Spencer's like, what do the De Laurentiis have on us? And Dad's like, we've had enough conversation for the evening. Good night. And <laughs> brushes his hair over his shoulders and swooshes his house coat up the stairs. Like the lady from Sunset Boulevard. It's a lot with these dads who are in, especially in this show, where the dads are like, we're done with the conversation, I'm leaving. And it's like, no, there's so much more in the conversation that needs to be had. Whether it be about about. Mike, the marriage, the lying, et all. So then the therapist figures out, Dr. Sullivan figures out who A is. And this is where I predicted that she... Well, I predicted at the beginning of the episode. I was like, therapist is gonna die. You can add that. Your therapist is gonna die? That's what you're predicting? Yeah, the prediction is that the that Dr. Sullivan is gonna get dead. Once I saw them all in her office, I'm like, oh, she's dead. Uh, because there's just no other way that... I'm like, this adult isn't gonna just be tortured forever. Um, or they could figure, or A could figure out a way how to get her, like, lose her license and make her leave town and be horrible. Essentially dying. Uh, oh, my note on Allie in the flashback was that she sounds like a comic book villain. <laughs> she is. Is that not who um, she is? She kind of is, yeah. So then, um, so then we go back and dad comes in to check on Hannah with grandma. Thank God grandma's there because otherwise this would have gone very differently. Um, oh, I loved, I loved when Kate walked in and she was like, oh, I thought you'd be alone. And grandma's like, "Mm, I know what you're up to. And I'm like, she just the purse. I was like, also, this woman is about to be Kate's grandmother. Yes. And she's treating her like, I'm going to slap the shit out of this old lady. Like, Kate needs to get her priorities together. This girl is 17 years old. She needs her attitude checked. Like, Grandma needed to slap her across the face a little bit. I don't condone child abuse. Please don't slap children. But, like, I don't know what else to do with Kate. Like, she deserved some kind of punishment. I mean, she's being a bad kid, so her mom should punish her. But 
But she's also being a bad person, and for that, society should judge her. Yes, she deserves harsh judgment. And Grandma did a good job of verbally slapping her. Um, so then Arya goes downstairs. So, um, so Kate set Hannah up to make Dad mad, and then Dad gets mad. Um, and Grandma defends Hannah. And then we bump over. This, there's like a lot of scene changes in this. So then Arya tells mom and dad about Mike doing multiple break-ins and says that like, I'm done sharing secret or keeping secrets. Like we know how much that already like messed things up. And she kind of poignantly looks at mom and then Mike comes down the stairs and the scene kind of implies that they're going to have some kind of family conversation, but we don't see a resolution to that in this episode. Um. And then we go back to Hannah trying to find a 24-hour cleaner. And that's when Grandma and Kate are going to fight. WWE style. Each in their own corner. Ding, ding, ding. Um, They're going to catch these hands. Is that what the kids <laughs> say? Yeah. I'm an old lady and I'm uh, fine with it. I think it. it's funny that Kate wants to fight the old lady that's going to be her grandma like tomorrow, but... Um, and then Maya pointing out the very good things. So she tried to drown you and you still dated her. Yeah. Good thing I'm she back. She's a babe. And she's right. <laughs> I don't know if Paige is a babe. Oh, I had the biggest crush on Moe's when she was in. I had a big crush on Moe's. I never liked Paige. I never liked Paige, but I've always liked that actress. I think it's her haircut. She I really like her now. She's haircut, very cute. When she was on school. Uh, was it Declassified School Survival Guy? Ned's Declassified School Survival Guy. So then what else happens? Um, oh, and then the therapist, of course, calls freaking Emily and is like, I know who A is. Meet me at my office. Like, dummy, just be like, A is blah, blah, blah. Like... It seems dumb well, because she, if A's got your office bugged and you're in your office, saying I know who A is means that A knows that you know. Right. But mm -hmm. she wants to tell the girls who it is when they're in a safe space. Like she doesn't want to just tell, yeah, but it's not safe. she doesn't want to just tell them over the phone because then she has no control over what the girls do and they could go out and like get themselves hurt or do something stupid, you know? I guess that's true, but obviously her office is not a safe space, and it's weird to me that she stayed in her office. Yeah, she could have stepped outside. She's a, a smart adult. She should have done things better. Or not even stepped outside, like, she should have taken those files home or something. Like, Yeah, but then inviting four children uh, she, at night yeah, to her house. She definitely shouldn't have invited them over to her house, but, th like, they could have met, like, at the park or something. Oh, yeah. So... Um, and then Dr. Sullivan is not in her office, obviously, when the girls get there. And um, my prediction was that the girls are going to get framed for the doctor's death. Because <laughs> I don't remember what happens. But, like, they just happen to be there when the... And we don't know if the therapist is dead or not yet. But I also was like, she's I think definitely she's dead. dead. Um, Wait, Addie, you think so, she's going to be killed? Or you think that she's already dead? I think she's, I think she, the beginning of the episode, I said, I think she's going to die. I don't, I don't know if I think she's dead or not right now, but I don't think she's going to be around much longer. Maybe already dead. Question. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? Who is to say? See, this sounds exactly like you. This is the way that you talk, Addie. Is that for art how I talk? All right, I'm over it. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, like I, I feel like the girls are going to get blamed for her murder because they're in the wrong place at the wrong time again. Um, how many murders can you now, have on your name? How many alleged murders can you have on your name before they like just throw you in jail so people stop accusing you of shit? 
they have to have a hard they have to be able to prove at least one of them right yeah as long as you're never convicted of a murder they they can think that these girls did every murder in every town for always but if they have no proof it doesn't matter as long as there's no proof yeah um, and then we see the A scene where A collects all of the files, which looks like it includes the girls' files because that's what, like, the um, the therapist had all of the girls' files plus A's file. Um, so now A has everything and the bug. And episode over. From you so not a doctor next week is season two episode 12 um i didn't change the title hold on it's not i must confess it's over my dead body (gasps) addy what are your thoughts oh my god listeners i wish you could see eddie's face right now because it was a look (laughs) of like Bitch, you know exactly what my thought is. Why are you even asking me? <laughs> I think she's dead. Though, of course, with the way they stupidly name these episodes, no one's going to be dead. And it's just going to be someone using that as an expression. It's, it's going to be Ella being like, Mike's going to a psychiatrist over my dead body. But then, then, like, like so even that makes sense with the statement, but I feel like they're just going to throw it in there where it's just not, there's going to be no sense at all. And then I'll be really annoyed. I'll be completely delighted. So, I mean, there are um, many things about this show that bother me, but also make me chuckle really hard. They try but really hard to be what they are. Oh, yeah, lots of missed I, opportunities. I got Corey with some wordplay the other day, and he got really annoyed with me. Good. That's all the secrets we can share today. For all of our updates, or if you just want to say hi, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at APLL Podcast. Or you can send us an email at aprettylittleliarspodcast at gmail.com. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. We'd like to extend our thanks to Tim Buell for the marvelous music. And a thank you to Anne Allen for the amazing artwork. And an extra special thank you to you for listening. Until next time, bitches. bitches.